Stories from Our Elders is conceived by Joe MacDonald, written and directed by Marsha Rasmussen Knight. It features performances by Ryland Campbell Stovall, Sue Green, Bob Janes, Sage Stoyanowski, and Harvey Wasuta. Instrumental is by Sage Stoyanowski. Stories from Our Elders is proudly produced by Theatre Projects Manitoba as part of Chautauqua, The Interlake Trail, and recorded in August 2021 at the West End Cultural Centre on Treaty 1 Territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Arthur, thank you so much for helping out. I'm always so grateful that you help with all the microphones and cables. No problem. I'll get the camera set up too. Thank you. This is such an important day and it is so important to record our elders' stories. They have so much to share. Speaking of, there they are. Margaret, Christine. Tannis, hi, hello. Hi, Tannis. Charlie, thank you for driving us. Yes, thank you. My pleasure, ladies. Arthur, you need a hand? Sure, thanks. Hi, Margaret. Hi, Christine. Oh, hello, Arthur. Hi, Arthur. Tannis, you didn't come by last night. I know. A few of us were getting set up for today. You shouldn't fuss. No, you shouldn't. Are you kidding? This is such an important occasion. Hmm, I do like these flowers. Mmm, they smell so beautiful. And it is good to be back in here again. Yes, it is. Come and sit down. The guests will probably start coming in about a half hour. Guests? She makes us sound like royalty. You are royalty. The royalty of Riverton. Don't say that. Seriously, both of you are incredible. I am so glad you agreed to come to the Friendship Center and share your stories. Everything's all set up. Mind if we join you? Of course not. Sit. Sit. And we can all sit at one table now. We should still wear our masks. This is a big table for five people. Still, I just want to be super safe. After what we've all been through this past year and a half with this pandemic, I'm just so glad we can gather and have a few people come and join us to hear your stories, ladies. Hmm. I still don't think they're that interesting. Of course they are. I like to hear them. You too, Christine. All your stories about commercial fishing... I know I couldn't do it. You could if you had to. And that's what I had to do, so I did. How old are you now, Christine? A woman never tells her age. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll tell you, 93. Amazing. When did you start commercial fishing? I've been doing it 54 years last year. I was the only woman back then with a license to fish. The only woman for years that would do that kind of work. And believe you me, if you want to say hard work, that was hard work. But I think this will be my last season. You say that every year. Fishing at 92 years old. Commercial fishing. There's a difference. Yes, yes, commercial. Do you remember when you started? Oh, yes. Of course I do. I remember I bought my first boat, not a big one, and a five-horsepower motor. I didn't know anything. That guy says, oh, you'll be fine. 
you know what on him. That little boat, its nose in the air, I couldn't see where I was going, not until I could get some fish in it, weigh it down in the front. You try moving around a boat that's halfway up to the sky. One day, another fisherman goes by. He thought he'd poke a little fun at me. Seeing all my catch, hollers across, hey, I think you're gonna need a bigger boat. But I kept at it, hauling in seven nets. Seven, that's heavy work. That little boat was just full. Next season, I got me a 20-footer. I think some of those other fishermen told him, don't mess with her. Next time I see him, he goes by in his 18-footer. Just waves. Wow. What year was that? 1965. I started because I had to raise my six kids. My husband was sick. He couldn't work. So you do what you got to do. Besides, for me, it's in my blood. And I'm stubborn, like my mother. That helps. She lived till she was 96. 1965. Did you ever not want to go out on the lake? Nah. You learn how to be careful. How to watch the weather. And the birds, how they fly. Which way they're going. They really helped. Except for those damn gulls. They were nasty. A boat full of fish. They'd swoop right down, figure it was a free meal just for them. Flap like crazy around me and then steal what they wanted. I think that was the hardest part, dealing with them gulls. What about you, Margaret? You've got some stories. Oh, I don't know. You've lived here your whole life. Yes. In fact, I was born not too far from where I live now. My parents had a little house just the other side of the road. The house is long gone. Now it's just this little piece of land I see outside my kitchen window. I was only there a few years when my father moved us all into the house I'm in now, except it was much, much smaller than it is now. There have been a couple of additions along the way. You must have a lot of memories of Riverton. Oh, yes. You never wanted to leave? No. I grew up here. My friends and I, we had lots of fun, always doing something. When we got older, we go to dances. Every town had dances, Friday, Saturday night, even Sunday nights. And during the week, there were places to go and things to do. We kept busy with, I guess today you call them chores. There was always something that needed doing. And then I was raising my family. I made this place my home. And I suppose this place also made me. So, no, I can't say I ever wanted to leave. I truly enjoy all the stories that are here. You're like Riverton's town historian. Well, I do like to collect stories and books of history and pictures. I have a picture of my father and one of his dog sled teams. It's in a little frame I keep in my kitchen. I've seen it many times. I've seen it too. My father loved his dogs. He trained them. He worked with them. He took such good care of them. And you could tell he never had a dog that didn't like him. I figure that's what my father taught me and taught a lot of people how to be good with each other, to help your neighbor and your neighbor helps you. That's how we're supposed to get along. You all know that. 
Especially you, Tannis, with everything you do here at the Friendship Center. It's not about me. It's everyone here. Oh, I don't know about that. You keep us all organized. It takes a team of good people. There are so many people here that are willing to help and volunteer their time. Or bring by baking or toys for the children's programs. People here are so good. I'm so happy to see folks just drop by. You know, the other day, George, Bill, and Alex came by just to sit and visit with each other. We're finally able to start doing that again. It's been so long. Too long. All we could do was stand six feet apart and give air hugs. Lots of us are still just giving air hugs. Well, I can say for one, I'm so happy, Tannis, that you're leading the charge here. I was thinking, we should make this an annual event, honoring our elders. That's a great idea. What did I say? Leading the charge. Well, I can't do it without all of you folks, and you know it too. So, thank you. This was a good idea, Tannis. I'm glad we'll be recording it all. I think so. But don't forget, Margaret has done her share of recording with her book Train Stories. All those stories she collected about when the train was still coming to Riverton. Right, Margaret? So many memories. I'm really glad you put it all together. It's just a book. I'm not sure who'll read it. I've read it. So have I. Lots of people have so many memories of Riverton. We should put together another book. We could have another printed book to go along with the video recordings. (laughs) There's an idea. I'm just so glad we're getting through this. You betcha. You know, Christine, Margaret, you're both elders. No, I don't know about that. (laughs) Yes, you are. And you know it, too. What I'm getting at is, you've both seen so much life, done so much, been through so much. And now this, this pandemic, I mean, you must be wondering, what else can happen? Now what? You just do. Like I always say, you just do. If you have to do this, do this. If you have to do that, do that. It's like the sun. In the morning, it just gets up. The sun doesn't think about it, it just does it. And with this pandemic, we just do what we have to do. We'll get through it. We'll get through it together. There's lots of good people out there, and that's how I was able to put the book together. It wasn't me. It was good people with good stories. I think having this event every year, or better yet, a few times a year, I think that's good. It'll give people a chance to connect again. Thank you. And speaking of, looks like the guests are starting to arrive. Ladies, may Arthur and I escort you to the table of honor? Please. Making us sound like royalty again. Yeah. Let's enjoy it. Thank you for listening to Stories from Our Elders, part of Theatre Projects Manitoba's Chautauqua the Interlake Trail. Visit our website www.theatreprojectsmanitoba.ca and follow us at TPM Winnipeg 
on social media to hear more radio plays and how you can interact with the smorgasbord of Interlake-inspired stories and art. Chautauqua the Interlake Trail is generously supported by Manitoba 150, the RBC Emerging Artists Project, the Manitoba Arts Council, and the Gail Asper Family Foundation. <laughs>